I'm Jamelin Steppen, and this is Want to Want It, episode number 29, Planning for Desire. Welcome to Want to Want It, a podcast for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamelin Steppen. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you and teach you how to desire more as well. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. I know many of you are getting ready for back to school at your house. Maybe some of you have kids that have already started back to school. Maybe some of you are prepping to begin your homeschool year, but I find September is such a great restart for me. I loved summer because we don't have such a rigid schedule. And I just love when we go into summer and it's just like, oh, a break. Feels so free and relaxing. And then usually close to the end of August, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for routine again. So if you're like me and you like some routine and planning and calendaring, I want to talk to you today about planning for desire. So first, I want to teach you how I do my schedule. And then we're going to talk about putting desire in there. I think I would call myself, like, I'm not a casual calendarer because I like to have my week organized and planned, but I'm not completely inflexible about it. So I don't know. It's like, I like having a plan that's kind of living and breathing. Does that make sense? It may, the more we kind of get into this, but even though I really love to have a plan, I recognize that I'm planning for a human and the humans who belong to her. So I want my plan or my calendar to be accommodating for human realities. Anyway, we may get into that later, but for now, let me tell you how I plan for my life. So first, I built the general skeleton of my week. Things such as these are the days that I work for Jared and these are the number of hours I'm trying to get done. And these are the days I work for me. And these are the number of hours I work for me. And things like I don't work at night. And I want my scripture study and self-coaching to be done first thing. So it's not because that skeleton can never change, but I keep it consistent at least for a little while. Sometimes I have to adjust it. I found that when I homeschooled, I needed a different type of schedule. And then I found that depending on the ages and stages of my kids, or if I just had a new baby, I had to adjust that skeleton again and again. Even when I started my own business, I found that every three to six months, I was having to adjust how I did things to accommodate what my life had become or because I'd learned something new and different that I wanted to try. So you can see what I mean by living and breathing. I know that the skeleton of my schedule is probably always going to have to shift. It's actually been super nice because for this last 10 months, I've had the same skeleton. It's been really comfortable and spacious and worked really well for me. But I also understand that it most likely will shift again, and that's okay. I am a great problem solver, and God always seems to inspire my mind on how to set up the skeleton for my current life. So I know the basic structure I'm going to be working in most of the time. So the next thing that I do is that on Sunday nights, now I know some people like to do this on Monday morning, but on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, I sit down and I brainstorm everything I need to get done for the week, everything I can possibly think of. Now, in my phone, I always have a running to-do list that I add things to so that I won't forget them when I sit down on Sunday to do my brainstorm. So as I'm brainstorming, I write down even the tasks that I routinely do. So I always do my husband's billing, but I put that on the list. I always record my podcast and write a few emails and all of that gets put on my list. 
And if something gets on my list that requires specific steps to complete, I put down each step. So when I put my podcast on my list, I have to put down, write the outline, record the podcast, edit the podcast, upload the podcast, write the description, publish the podcast. Each of these steps has to be accounted for. And this is so important because sometimes we put something on our to-do list that isn't a task. It's actually a project. My sister just taught me this idea and I was like, oh yeah. Sometimes I put things on there that are actually projects. Planning and executing your child's birthday party is not a task. It's a project. And every step of that project needs to be accounted for. This allows you to actually have a visual representation of how much you need to do. So when I'm brainstorming, I also add things like exercise or date night, time to learn something that I want to learn. Every week I try to have my time, which is unscheduled time that I can fill with whatever I feel like doing. Maybe I want to finish our taxes or read a book or take part in a course or connect with my kids, but it's my time. But admittedly, I've just not been great at doing this every week, but I am working to be more consistent at it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. This is where I want you to add one more thing to your brainstorm list. I want you to add something that you really desire to do, something that nurtures some growing desire in you. Maybe you're passionate about gardening. I want you to plan time in your week to do something that fills you up and feeds your passion for gardening. Maybe you want to learn another language, but you feel like you just don't have time. Put this on your brainstorm list. Maybe you want to improve your marriage. Put time in your calendar to plan a fun date or to read a book about marriage. There are people who schedule sex. Everybody has different opinions about that, but if it works for you, put it in your calendar. Here's the thing we all know. If we don't make the time for something, you're not going to get the time for it. Because we all say, I just don't have time right now. And maybe that's totally true. But I think we're kidding ourselves if we think that one day we're going to wake up and say, now I've got the time. And even if that does happen at some faraway future date, do you want to wait that long? I honestly believe that everybody has 15 minutes a week to give to their desires. I actually believe most of us probably have 30 minutes a week. But I know when all of my kids were home, 15 minutes would have been probably more realistic for me. But 15 minutes is nothing when you consider that you have over 10,000 minutes in a week. So with careful planning, you for sure could give yourself 15 minutes a week to focus on you and your desires. And if you did just that, just 15 minutes a week consistently, by the end of the year, you will have spent 13 hours just focused on something you desire and want. For those of you who maybe don't even know what you desire and just want to explore some things that you're curious about, imagine all you could experience in 13 hours. It's not earth shattering, but it's something. If you did 15 minutes twice a week, you'd have 26 hours of desire time a year. If you did it five times a week, you would get 75 hours of time focused just on you and what you desire. So I want you to see that the only reason you aren't currently getting the time you want in what you desire is because you aren't planning for it and making the time for it. Now, I know that as you've made this brainstorm list, there's going to be some things on there that might not make it to your schedule for whatever reason. That's fine. But most of that list does need to be things that make it to your schedule. Sometimes I'll put something on there. I remember last week I put on finish my boating license. 
And as I got to the week, I just realized it's not going to happen this week and it's not pressing. So once you're done your brainstorm list, I want you to go through every item and write beside each to-do on the list how much time you need to accomplish it. So if you have Timmy's birthday party on your list and then all of the little steps you need to do to complete that project, put a time beside each and every step. Now, I want you to know that a lot of the time you will be able to do things faster than you think. And oftentimes it's helpful to hold yourself to a certain amount of time, a specific time limit to complete a task. Now, if you've never done the task before, take an educated guess of how long you think it will take you and do your best to stick to it. Sometimes when I have to do something really techy on the computer that I've never done before, I take my best guess and it's okay if I'm wrong about it. Sometimes I give myself way too much time and other times it was not even close to enough and I just have to adjust as needed. Again, a living, breathing schedule. The most important thing is to do your best to give each task a time limit. I remember last December having a lot to accomplish in one day and in the middle of it all, I had to run to the mall to get a few gifts. So I calculated how much time I thought it would take, including driving time, time in each store, what I needed to get, And then I held myself to that time limit and I got in and out of that mall and I even had a few minutes to spare because I was so efficient and didn't allow myself to stray from the allotted time that I'd set aside. Okay, once I have finished my brainstorming and got everything with a time, then I get out my planner and my phone because that's got my calendar on it. This is where all of my things that are already scheduled are. Now, I use a paper planner for my day-to-day planning And I use the calendar on my phone for specific appointments and things I have scheduled so I don't forget them. You can put everything onto your phone calendar if you want, but I put everything into my paper planner, but that's just for me. I like a planner that has a whole page for one single day that just gives me the space I need. And that just works way better for me. So the first thing I do is I put everything into my planner that is non-negotiable or already scheduled. So piano lessons, basketball practice, My scripture study and my self-coaching is at 8 a.m. in the morning for an hour. It goes in my calendar. Doctors or dentist appointments, birthdays, meetings, youth activities, all of those things that are already scheduled and set, those go in my planner first. These things are not really flexible usually, and they need to be in their spots before I start placing other things there. Now, at this point, you can do one of two things. One, you could just decide that your desire time the time you have to work on the things that light you up, get you curious or really excited, even if it's just sitting and reading a good romance novel for a minute. Your desire time could be built into the skeleton of your week. Just like my scripture time and my self-coaching time is built into the skeleton of my week, you can put it in as a non-negotiable time each week that you just know is there for you. Or you can put your desire time in your calendar very first every week when you go to plan. So once you've got all of your non-negotiables in there, then you can find where in your calendar you want to put that desire time. Now, this has been so hard for me to do. And do you know why? Because my desires are the first thing I'll negotiate. They are the very first thing that I will sacrifice for something else. And it's not because whatever I sacrifice it for isn't valuable but I do it so easily. And I don't know if you relate to this, but this is why I don't want to put it first in my calendar. Just the thought of it actually is so uncomfortable for me because I want to first wait 
and see if I actually have time and a good place to put it. Just by doing that every week, I'm telling my brain that what I really want to do is going to always come last. And I know I have a real block about this. I know that I actually need to do work on my thoughts around this because as I've said before, my thoughts are what create my feelings and my feelings drive my actions. So if my thought is time working on what I desire isn't as important as other things, guess what my schedule will look like? There's going to be no time. So the results I get from that model is I don't plan time or take time to work on my desire. So the challenge I am taking and the challenge I'm putting out to you is to either set a non-negotiable time in the skeleton of your schedule for your desires or let it be the very first thing you add to your calendar when you're scheduling your week. Okay, so I have all the non-negotiable times put into my calendar and now it's time for me to start plugging in the things from my brainstorm to-do list. I'll admit that it takes me about an hour to do this whole process, but it is seriously the best gift I could ever give my week. The hour that I sacrifice on Sunday evenings buys me more time, way more than that time in the week. I don't forget appointments. I don't end up taking several trips into town to run errands because I plan them all together. If something comes up and someone wants to meet me for lunch or stop by for a visit, I know what I can accommodate and what I need to adjust, which reminds me, it can be a really good idea to build an hour or two into your schedule that can be used as kind of a flexible time. One day I got called to take my son to the emergency room because he got hurt at school. So I lost three hours of what I had planned that day, but I had this buffer time built in at a different part of my week that I was able to take care of what I missed. So plan some of that time and also plan some no plan time if you can. Just before my daughter got married, I was working and I was trying to get my missionary prep to go back out on her mission because it was in the middle of COVID and she'd come home for a minute and had to go back out the day before her sister's wedding. And I was doing all this wedding stuff and it felt like for two weeks, every single minute of every day was scheduled and had to be so strictly adhered to. But that is not my normal. On my normal weeks, I can have at least some time that isn't scheduled so tightly. And it makes my life feel so much more enjoyable because it feels spacious. Now, I remember hearing a colleague of mine, Tyson Bradley, who is a time expert, talking about scheduling. And he said something that totally changed how I thought about my calendar. Because I spent a lot of my life being driven by my to-do list. And then I was taught that I really needed to honor my calendar every week if I wanted to build more trust in myself, which I don't disagree with. But it just got so that my schedule was the boss of me in a way that felt really painful and trapping. And then I heard Tyson say, your calendar, your schedule is just a tool you can use to help you create the life you really want. I want to say that again. Your calendar or your schedule is just a tool you can use to help you create the life you really want. And I don't know why, but that statement changed everything for me. So when I sit down to calendar, I remember this schedule is just a tool I can use to help me create the life I really want. That's why I want it to be living and breathing because I'm a living, breathing person and I'm trying to create a life for a living, breathing person. So 
I do agree that overall, it is a good skill to learn how to honor the calendar you have made. It does improve your relationship with you when you come through for yourself. But remember, you don't want to create and honor a calendar that isn't honoring your life. So please consider if your current schedule is honoring your life. Is it helping you create the life you want? Is it giving you space to serve how you want or time to accomplish what you want? Is it allowing you to show up for your kids how you want? And most of all, is it honoring your desires with the time you are allotting for them? If not, why not? Think about it. It's a new start in September. I dare you to put your desire time on your calendar first. I am taking the challenge. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, jamelandstephancoaching.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at jamelandstephancoaching.